0: It's the 10th of August in the year of our salvation, 2007. This is the Feast of St. Lawrence, the deacon and martyr of the Roman Church. And you're back with Father Zen and another podcast. Today we welcome as our guest St. Augustine of Hippo. We're going to hear one of his sermons about the great deacon Lawrence who died as a martyr in Rome. Uh, in terrible torments and tortures he was clawed with an iron rake and they whipped him and they beat him and eventually they put him on a red-hot iron grate and roasted him over the fire and augustine talks about all these things but he talks about them in such a way to illustrate what the glories of heaven are and how we can endure anything in life so long as we have our eyes fixed on the proper goal it's the inward the inward desire for the glories of heaven that allow us to deal with any physical or material things in other words the celestial must take precedence over the terrestrial in our lives in fact, the only way that we can do anything good on earth is because Christ makes it possible. He's the one who gives us own strength. You'll hear uh, talk about virtus and virtue in this, and what they're talking about is the Christ that Christ imparts his own his own strength uh, to us sinners here on earth. Remember that for Augustine, one of the most important uh concepts for him, and something that he comes back to all the time is the incarnation, it's the word made flesh that makes all of his theology buzz and uh take its uh, direction and so what Augustine is saying is uh, in here that the only way that virtue can be unconquered or invicta is if charity is not uh pretended or ficta. It's a wonderful play on words. he has invicta inficta virtus in caritas virtus invicta in caritas non ficta it's just wonderful of course uh, you know he's picking up on he's picking up on the on the new testament there and the the words in latin so let's hear uh, 304 sermon 304 of saint augustine of hippo on uh, the wonderful feast of saint lawrence it was probably preached in about 417, at least that's when uh, some of the most important scholars like La Bonadire uh, will date it. Uh, he was probably preached at, at home in Hippo Regius before he went off to Carthage. It could have been preached in another place, but let's just say it was preached around 417. The Roman Church commends this day to us as the blessed Lawrence's day of triumph, On which he trod down the world as it roared and raged against him, Spurned it as it coaxed and wheedled him, And in each case conquered the devil as he persecuted him. How glorious a wreath is worn by Lawrence the martyr, And with what a multitude of virtues it is adorned, As with a variety of flowers, the whole city of rome can testify it was in that church you see as you have regularly been told that he performed the office of deacon there that he administered the sacred chalice of christ's blood there that he shed his own blood for the name of christ He had been prudent as he approached the table of a potentate, that table about which the Proverbs of Solomon were just now speaking to us, where it is written, If you sit down to dine at the table of a potentate, observe what is set before you, and so stretch out your hand, knowing that it behooves you to prepare similar dishes. The blessed Apostle John clearly explained the mystery of this dinner, when he said, JUST AS CHRIST LAID DOWN HIS LIFE FOR US, SO WE TOO OUGHT TO LAY DOWN OUR LIVES FOR THE BRETHREN. ST. Lawrence UNDERSTOOD THIS, BROTHERS AND SISTERS, AND HE DID IT. AND HE UNDOUBTEDLY PREPARED THINGS SIMILAR TO WHAT HE RECEIVED AT THAT TABLE. HE LOVED CHRIST IN HIS LIFE, HE IMITATED HIM IN HIS DEATH. AND WE TOO, BROTHERS AND SISTERS, IF WE TRULY LOVE HIM, LET US IMITATE HIM. After all, we won't be able to give a better proof of love than by imitating his example. For Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example, so that we might follow in his footsteps. In this sentence, the Apostle Peter appears to have seen that Christ suffered only for those who follow in his footsteps, and that Christ's passion profits none but those who follow in his footsteps. The holy martyrs followed him, to the shedding of their blood, to the similarity of their sufferings. The martyrs followed, but they were not the only ones. It's not the case, I mean to say, that after they had crossed the bridge was cut, or that after they had drunk the fountain dried up. What, after all, is the hope of the good faithful, who either bear the yoke of matrimony and chastity and concord in the wedded state, or tame the allurements of the flesh by living continently as widows, or even raise the standard of a loftier sanctity, and, flourishing in a new kind of virginity, follow the Lamb wherever He goes. What hope, I repeat, is there for these? What hope for all of us? If the only ones who follow Christ are those who shed their blood for Him, so is mother church going to lose all those children of hers whom she has brought forth all the more abundantly the more secure she has been in the time of peace in order not to lose them is she to pray for persecution pray for trials and temptations perish the thought brothers and sisters how i mean to say can any one pray for persecution who cries out every day DO NOT BRING US INTO TEMPTATION. THAT GARDEN OF THE LORD'S, BROTHERS AND SISTERS, INCLUDES, YES, IT INCLUDES, IT CERTAINLY INCLUDES, NOT ONLY THE ROSES OF MARTYRS, BUT ALSO THE LILIES OF VIRGINS, AND THE IVY OF MARRIED PEOPLE, AND THE violets OF WIDOWS. THERE IS ABSOLUTELY NO KIND OF HUMAN BEINGS, DEARLY BELOVED, WHO NEED TO DESPAIR OF THEIR VOCATION. CHRIST SUFFERED. For all. It was very truly written about him who wishes all men to be saved and to come to the acknowledgement of the truth. So let us understand how Christians ought to follow Christ, short of the shedding of blood, short of the danger of suffering death. The Apostle says, speaking of the Lord Christ, who, though he was in the form of God, did not think it robbery to be equal to God. WHAT INCOMPARABLE GREATNESS! BUT HE EMPTIED HIMSELF, TAKING THE FORM OF A SERVANT, AND BEING MADE IN THE LIKENESS OF MEN, AND FOUND IN CONDITION AS A MAN. WHAT unequalled HUMILITY! CHRIST HUMBLED HIMSELF. YOU HAVE SOMETHING CHRISTIAN TO LATCH ON TO. CHRIST BECAME OBEDIENT. WHY DO YOU BEHAVE PROUDLY? TO WHAT POINT DID CHRIST BECOME OBEDIENT? TO THE POINT OF THE WORD BECOMING FLESH, OF SHARING OUR HUMAN MORTALITY, OF A TRIPLE TEMPTATION BY THE DEVIL, OF BEING MOCKED BY THE PEOPLE OF THE JEWS, OF SPITTLE AND CHAINS, OF BEING KNOCKED ABOUT AND SCOURGED, IF THAT'S STILL TOO LITTLE, TO THE POINT OF DEATH, AND IF SOMETHING STILL HAS TO BE ADDED ABOUT THE KIND OF DEATH, EVEN THE DEATH OF THE CROSS. SUCH IS THE EXAMPLE WE HAVE OF HUMILITY, SUCH the remedy for pride so why o man o woman does your head swell so why carrion skin do you stretch yourself so why stinking pus do you puff yourself up so you rant you lament you get steamed up because heaven knows who has insulted you on what grounds do you insist on satisfaction you thirst with gaping jaws for revenge, and not desist from your intention until you have avenged yourself on the one who has harmed you. If you're a Christian, wait for your King. Let Christ be the first to avenge Himself. He hasn't yet been avenged, after all, the one who suffered so much for you. And, of course, that infinite greatness could either have avoided suffering altogether, or else have been immediately avenged. But while he did indeed possess such total omnipotence, he also possessed an equal measure of patience, and for this reason that he suffered for us, leaving us an example so that we might follow in his footsteps. Clearly, beloved, you can see that short of the shedding of our blood, short of chains and dungeons, short of the cat and the claws. There are many ways in which we can follow Christ. Next, after running the course of these humiliations and laying death low, Christ ascended into heaven. Let us follow him there. Let us listen to the Apostle telling us, If you have risen with Christ, savor the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at God's right hand. Seek the things that are above, not the things that are on earth. Let whatever the world offers as delightful among transient things be waved aside with disdain. Whatever rough and terrible threats it roars at us, be treated with scorn. And when you act like that, have no doubts that you are sticking to Christ's footsteps, so that you have the right to say boldly with the Apostle, Our time is spent in heaven. But only then can virtue be undefeated in these trials, when charity is genuine and not pretended. So the one who gives us real virtue is the one who pours out charity into our hearts, How, indeed, could the blessed Lawrence have been unafraid of the fires applied to him outwardly if he hadn't been on fire inwardly with the flames of charity? That, my brothers and sisters, is why the glorious martyr was not in dread of the atrocious heat of the flames on his body. It's because he was on fire in his mind with white-hot desire for heavenly joys in comparison with the fervour glowing in his breast the outward flames of his persecutors were just cold when could he ever have borne the piercing agony of such pains if he hadn't been cherishing the joys of his eternal reward lastly how could he have held this life in contempt except by loving a better life and who can harm you says the apostle peter who he says, can harm you, if you are lovers of the good. Let the persecutor wreak evil upon you. Don't you falter in loving the good. You see, if you really love what is good with your whole heart, you will have the patience and equanimity to put up with any and every evil. What harm, after all, did those torments which the persecutors inflicted on him do to Blessed Lawrence? Except that they rendered him more glorious than ever by those very penalties, and made this day into a splendid festival for us by his precious death. Deati Laurentii, triumfalem diem, quo calcavit mundum frementem, sprevit blandientem, et in utroque vici diabolum persequentem, horiernum nobis ecclesia romana commendat. Quam gloriosa enim, et quanta virtutum multitudine, quasi florum varietate, distincta Laurentii martiris sit corona, universa testis est Roma idipsa enim ecclesia, sicut soletis audire, diaconi gerebat officium. Ibi sacrum Christi sanguinem ministravit, ibi pro Christi nomine suum sanguinem fudit. Ad mensam potentis prudenter acceserat. Ad illam mensam dequa nobis modo salomonis proverbia loquebantur ubi scriptum est, si sederis cenare ad mensam potentis, coniosens in quae que aponuntur tibi, et sic extende manum tuam sciens coriam similia te oportet preparare. Huius cene misterium beatus apostolus Ioannes evidenter exposuit, dicens, sicut Christus pro nobis animam suam posuit, sic et nos debemus animas pro fratribus ponere. Intelexit hoc fratres Sanctus Laurentius. Intelexit, facit et prorsus qualia sumsit in illa mensa talia preparavit amavit christum in vita sua imitatus est eum in morte sua et nos ergo fratres si veraciter amamus imitemur. non enim meliorem breddere poterimus dilectionis fructum quam imitationis exemplum christus enim pro nobis passus est relinquens nobis exemplum, ut sequamur vestigia eus. In hac sententia, vidisse videtur Apostolus Petrus, quod pro his tantum passus est Christus, si sequuntur vestigia eius, neque pro quidquam Christi pasio, nisi ilis qui sequuntur vestigia eus. Secuti sunt eum martires sancti, usque ad effusionem cruoris, usque ad similitudinem passionis. secutis sunt martires, sed non soli. Non enim postquam ili transierunt, pons incisus est. Aut postquam ibi biberunt, fons ipse sicatus est. Que est enim spes fidelium bonorum, Qui vel sub fide coniugali iugum matrimonii caste et concorditer ducunt, vel sub continentia viruali dormant carnis illecebras, vel etiam sanctis apicem Celsius erigentes et in nova virginitate florentes secuntur annum quo cumque ierit. Quae isti sinquam, quae nobis omniibus pese est? Si non secuuntur Christum, disi qui pro ipso sanguinim fudunt. Perditura est ergo filio suos cos tanto fecundius, quantus securius tempore pacis enixa est Mater Ecclesia. Cosne perdat, oranda est persecutio, oranda temptatio. Absit, fratres, quom oroenim potest orare persecutionem qui cotidie clamat, ne nos inferas in temptationem. Habet, habet, fratres, habet hortus ile Dominicus, non solum rosas martyrum, sed et Lilia virginum, et coniugatorum hedras violasque viduarum. Prorsus directissimi nullum genus hominum de sua vocatione desperet, pro omnibus passus est Christus veraciter de illo scriptum est qui vult omnes homines salvos fieri et in agnition veritatis venire et intellegamus ergo praeter effusionem cruoris praeter periculum passionis quomodo christum debeat sequi christianos apostolus dicit loquens de domino christo qui cum in forma dei esset Non rapinam arbitratus est esse equalis Deo. Quanta maestas! Sed semet ipsum ex inanivit formam servii accipiens in similitudinem hominum factus, et habitu inventus ot homo. Quanta humilitas! Humiliavit se Christus! Habes, Christiane, cod teneas! Christus factus est obedience. Quid superbis? Quo usque factus est obedience Christus? Usque ad incarnationem verbi, usque ad participationem mortalitatis humane, usque ad trinam diabolitemptationem, usque ad irisionem populi judeorum, usque ad sputa et vincula, usque ad alapas et flagella. Si parum est, usque ad mortem, et si adhuc aliquid etiam de genere mortis adendum, mortem autem crucis. Habemus tale humilitatis exemplum, superbie medicamentum. Quid ergo intumescis, o oh homo? Opellis morticina, quid tenderis? O sanias fetida, quid inflaris? anelas, doles, estuas, quia nescio quis tibi fecit inuriam. Unde tu flagitas sitis arenti vindictam, nec prius ab intentione desistis, donec de ilo quite leserit vindiceris. Si Christianus es, expecta regem tuum, prius se vindice Christus. Non enim vindicatus est, qui pro te tanta perpessus est, et utique illa maestas posset vel dihil perpeti, vel continuo vindicari. Sed cum eset in illo tanta potentia, ilio fuit etiam tanta patientia. quia pro nobis est passus, relinquens nobis exemplum, ut sequamur vestigia eus videtis certe dilectissimi, quia preter effusionem curoris, preter vincula et carceres, preter flagella et ungulas, sunt multa in quibus sequi possubus Christum. Deinde hac de cursa et morte prostrata ascendit Christus in celum sequam ureum. Audiamus apostolum dicentem, si con surexistis cum Christo quae sursum sunt sapite, ubi Christus est in dextra deis sedens, quae sursum sunt querite, non quae superteram. Quidquid delictabile de temporalibus rebus mundus ingeserit respuatur, quidquid in fremuerit asperum atque terribile contemnatur, et qui sic agit Non dubitet Christi se covereere vestigis, ut merito dicere audeat cum apostolo Paolo, conversatio nostra in celis est. Sed tum potest in istis esse virtus invicta, si non sit caritas ficta. Iler godat nobis veram virtutem qui defundit in nostris cordibus caritatem quando autem Beatus Laurentius appositos in ignes non timeret, nisi intus flama caritatis arderet. Ideo, fratres mei, gloriosus martyr atroces incendiorum flamas, non pertimescebat in corpore, quia ardentissimo celestium gaudiorum desiderio flagrabat in mente. In comparazione fervoris quo pectus eus ardebat, exterior persecutorum flama frigebat. Quando ed inferrit tantorum aculeos dolorum, disi eternorum diligere gaudia premiorum. Postremo, quando contemneret istam vitam, nisi amando meliorem vitam. Et quis nocere vobis potest, Ait apostolus Petrus, quis inquiet, nocere vobis potest, si boni amatoris fueritis. Fatiat, inte licet persecutor malum, tu ne deficias amando bonum. Si enim vere quod bonum est, totocorde dilexedis omne malum patienter et equanimiter sustinebis. Quid enim beato Laurentio ila a persecutoribus tormenta nocuerunt Nisi quod eum clariorem ipsi supplici is rediderunt, et hunc nobis vestivissimum diem de preziosa eus morte fecerunt. <SILENCIO> That was Sermon 304, preached by St. Augustine, probably in Hipporagius, his town where he was bishop, uh, more than likely in 417. And there are some things that we can return to and, and look at in this wonderful thing. First of all, notice the emphasis on Rome. Uh, in the very beginning of the homily, he talks about Rome and the Roman church setting an example. There's, uh, there, the examples here are very important. First of all, we have Christ's example and then we have the examples of the martyrs but we also have the church of rome which sets an example for the people in hipporhagius it is very important that uh, they pay attention to what rome does one of the things i like about this also is the uh, beautiful image of the garden the church is like a garden where many different kinds of plants grow and flower for example he talks about uh, the virgins as being like lilies in the garden uh, for their purity and widows are like violets they're you know very gentle and soft and they have that that dark uh, beautiful purple color and also uh, married people are like like ivy that don't produce flowers so much but they are like vines and they and they wrap around each other and they cling to each other it's really quite a beautiful thing but uh, all sorts of different flowers uh, are necessary and different plants are necessary to make a a rich and beautiful garden and that's part of Augustine's point here. We don't always have to be roses, the bloody red of the rose like the martyrs. Not only martyrs get to heaven. There's a possibility for all of us so long as we live our vocations, uh, whatever we are, as best we can and then take as we receive what it is that life gives us what god permits to happen in our lives whether it be uh, blessings we receive them properly uh but we don't uh, put too much stock in terrestrial or earthly things but we also are ready to receive uh Uh, persecutions and sufferings and all those things those things too are also material and celestial but both in time of peace and in time of persecution whatever it is that god gives us can bring us to heaven so long as we give priority always to the heavenly things and use or endure enjoy or or suffer through the things uh, here on earth in the proper way and it is christ who allows us to do those things properly and we have the examples of many different saints especially the martyrs especially the martyrs in their dramatic example to help us put in perspective uh, what it is that we receive in our own lives
1: Let's build a stairway to the stars and climb that stairway to the stars with love beside us to fill the night with a song. We'll hear the sound of violins out yonder where the blue begins. The moon will guide us as we go drifting along.
0: After all that Latin and all that English, uh, I don't think we'll wrap it up here. Uh, just keep it very patristic, very Augustinian today. Uh, come and visit us at the blog, WDTPRS.com. That's Whiskey Delta Tango Papa Romeo Sierra.com. What does the prayer really say? You can post your comments and read all sorts of interesting comments by other people and uh, read the entries that are there. I hope you'll come by and visit. Uh, this is Father Z signing off. God bless you and yours. Please say a prayer for me as I will for you.
1: It would be heaven to climb to heaven with you. Stairway to the stars, yes, we're climbing, climbing to the stairway to the stars, stars.